Hello and welcome. I'm Greg Martinelli and this is the Ag Sales Professional Podcast. And the purpose of this podcast is to make you the best salesperson or sales manager possible in agribusiness. Hey, you might not like the title of today's podcast, but it's always about price. You wouldn't think you would ever hear a sales trainer or sales manager leader ever say such a thing. Well, today we're going to dig into another old sales adage, a phrase that you should stop believing and definitely stop using. Now, if you would, please listen to the entire podcast before you react to the title. While it may sound contrary to everything sales experts have been telling you and everything you see on social media, I want to caution you that, well, it kind of is. And the purpose of this article is to help salespeople make sense of this old adage and how to use it. Well, last week and last time, we covered the old sales adage, we don't take no for an answer. Please go back and review that. It's a good one. Or you can listen to the podcast as well. Today, I'm taking aim at another common adage, and this is a bigger one. It's very difficult for salespeople to understand, and it's called, it's never about price. If you've been selling for a day and a half, someone or some social media post has told you that customers don't buy on price, that there's no such thing as a price buyer. They buy value. The message is that if your price is higher than the competition, then you should go out there and sell on value. You should tell them how great your product is, and then they will pay more for it. Above all, quit selling on price. Well, sales experts, gurus, and social media sensations will espouse these concepts so often that we just begin to believe them. And I'm sure that some of these experts actually sold by the words of wisdom that they preach. However, most are just reposting or repeating it in order to sound wise or get likes and shares. Well, more power to them if that's working for them. And I really don't blame them. They have heard this adage so often that they may blindly believe it as well. My problem is that it's unoriginal and it's the easy way out of actually creating good content. More importantly, it's often wrong-ish. We'll talk more about the ish part of wrong there. Then, our well-meaning sales sages will tell you about the research study that found 86% of the time, customers don't buy on price. While I'm sure that research is sound, there is no way that it covers all types of sales in all types of product lines. Let me throw a few pairs of products in agribusiness at you. How about fertilizer and tractors, diesel and crop insurance, seed and ag lending, barn builders and agronomists. Think about those different purchases by farmers. Are they all based on the highest value, the top of the line premium product? Maybe you, what do you buy when you go to the gas station? Do you buy the cheapest 87% octane or do you buy the premium 92% or are some of these based on price? The variation in these purchases is as wide as the different companies that sell them. The struggle I have with the phrase, it's not about price, is that in general, it's mostly correct. However, in the nitty gritty details of a customer's purchase, it's absolutely wrong. Before going in further, let's review some points. First, price or money is a value factor. The three components of value are money, time, and emotion. So price is part of what you offer. The product you sell and the price you charge are a big part of your customer's ROI, return on investment. Your price is the I. Well, that's half the equation, which means price is pretty doggone important. If not, we'd be all living in $4 million homes, driving Lamborghinis, and flying in private jets to our vacations. 
Ridiculous? Maybe. Can't afford those things? Probably. The cost or debt wouldn't return the satisfaction of owning those things. For most of us, of course not. So then, stop telling the world it's not about price. Our second point is that apples to apples comparison is extremely important, but it's almost never apples to apples. And I train on this very subject when dealing with price objections. Customers often don't do an apples to apples comparisons. They leave things off, sometimes intentionally, sometimes by accident like freight, discounts, extra charges, other products that need to be bought, actual feature and benefit differences. As hardworking salespeople, we have to reinforce this continuously with our customers. The struggle is that our products might be the exact same products as our competitors, but other factors prevent it from being exactly the same. Aspects like your location of the customer, speed of supply or resupply, consulting services provided with our products, financing programs, maintenance service on our products. Or maybe time and emotional values are not comparable. Your experience versus your competitors. Trustworthiness of you and your company versus your competition. Loyalty based on previous support. Well, what to do if you're in sales or leading salespeople? Number one, realize that both statements are true if you add the qualifier to a point. So for example, if it's not about price to a point, or it's always about price to a point. As professional salespeople, it's our job to find that point. That's the job. Is that feature on your tractor that you love to talk about worth $10,000 on a $250,000 purchase? Is your expertise as a nutritionist or agronomist worth $10 a ton on feed or fertilizer? The answer to that question changes with every farm, farmer, and salesperson. Our job is to understand those answers through good discovery questions. For example, how does this customer value our benefits versus our competition? We deliver faster, but our drivers don't know each farm like our competitors' drivers. Their drivers know where the products go, unload without the farmer being there, and will actually notify the farmer if they see something wrong. How much is that worth to customer A, B, or C? I'll tell you, in my own personal experience, it was enough that I had to use a particular driver. That driver didn't understand, or maybe they did, that they were worth a little more than the next trucking company that I could have purchased from. How big of a problem are you solving with your solutions? By how big, I mean, what is the impact to this customer in dollars, time, and emotion? Are you solving a $10 problem with your $100 solution or vice versa? Let me ask that again. Are you solving a $10 problem with your $100 solution or vice versa. It's very important for you to understand. As salespeople, we need to look at selling as solving customers' problems. We go around to customers and help them reduce pain or increase results. So customers definitely want us to be successful at this endeavor as long as the solution costs less than the problem. Well, secondly, if you are a salesperson and feel the need to complain to your manager about prices, please do your homework first. I mean, I want you to dig into your competitor's pricing like you're doing an IRS tax audit. Turn over every stone and do the best comparison you can possibly and legally do. Then do a good discovery with your customers as mentioned. Most importantly, do all of this before you call your sales manager to ask for a discounted selling price. Now, if you're a sales manager or marketing manager, please understand that features and benefits of your company and products aren't always valued by customers as much as you think they should be. Sure, they make sense. They make good common sense. How could a customer not value them? 
Well, if you feel the need to throw a blanket statement like it's never about price or you need to sell on value, here's my advice. Don't. If you haven't ground-proofed your pricing with your targeted customers, then please don't make these bold statements. They sound good at the 10,000-foot level, but prove difficult to convey when face-to-face with a customer. Lastly, here's one consideration I think you need to really make. If your customer does not value those features and benefits you offer, should you be offering them? If your answer to a customer's objection is something like, I walk all of your fields once a month in the growing season, or I provide complete agronomy advice on every acre, or I walk your cows once a month and adjust their diet accordingly, or we have a 24-hour service line and can get a technician on site for same-day repairs. Those are great replies. However, if your customer does not value these things, can you not offer them and reduce your price? Or can you continue to offer them, reduce your price, and, this is a pretty big and, be satisfied with the reduced profitability that would cause? Not only do you have to be satisfied with it, but your sales manager has to be satisfied with it as well. Well, this is a great topic, one that will almost never go away. We could certainly get deeper and deeper into the discussion on value. And as long as there is competition, we will continuously be in this cat and mouse game of price discovery. I love to discuss it, train on it, help sales managers manage through it, and help salespeople manage their territories through it. Reach out to me if this is something you would like help with. Good luck in your ongoing battle to establish as much value in what you offer to your customers. I hope today's podcast helped you on your journey to be the best ag sales professional possible. Now, you can always access more blog articles, podcasts, and training opportunities, both virtual and in person, on my website at www.gregmartinelli.net. Thank you and have a great day.